0: Hey, welcome to the Father Seekers Podcast. My name is Pastor Keith, and joining me, as always, is Pastor Barry Edgeman. Pastor Barry Edgman, how are you doing this morning?
1: Hey, Pastor Keith. I'm doing really good, man. Um, <laughs> you know, last night, I got to touch on this. It's um, So, there were people here meeting at church, and we were doing a, you know, a journey on this thing. And, and then, all of a sudden, it seemed like the bottom fell out of the clouds.
0: Oh, the hell? Bro.
1: <laughs> I walked outside, and there was... Um, almost between quarter inch, half inch, size tail. and it looked like it had snowed. There was so much of it. Yeah, like it was. It, it, it covered our front yard. It was pelting this metal building.
0: It was. Yeah, <laughs> we uh we were at home and uh, the kids had just gotten ready for bed, brushed their teeth, their pajamas on. So that they usually get like a a little bit of television time. Mm-hmm. Then, if a good day has happened, they get rewarded with. Uh, m- monotonously droning out their thoughts watching a television screen and they usually do this in the in, in our family room uh but it has two big windows and uh they were downstairs and then it started and i just heard it against the windows like ching 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 i'm like uh why don't you guys go upstairs in my office and watch tv
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the kids were impressed with the hail for about 5
1: seconds yeah and then it goes and then they get a chance to think about wait what what is that <laughs>
0: ching, well, why do we have to go upstairs and watch you? I just feel better if you guys watch TV in my yeah, office go upstairs. upstairs. Go upstairs, go upstairs, go upstairs. Go upstairs. So up yeah, this is uh, this is April in in Wisconsin. Yesterday it was fifty five degrees, and then last night it hailed uh, marble sized pieces of hail. Yeah, and today is foggy. And, oh, yeah. and in like two weeks, it's going to be ninety-five degrees and one hundred percent humidity
1: to Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, it, everything's a violent swing, yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in regards to to weather here, mm. okay. So we're going to start a new series today.
1: Yeah, it's going yeah, to. I think it's going to be good.
0: It's going to last three weeks.
1: Yeah, let's do. Let's let's stick with three. Three seems to be good. People respond to three for some reason.
0: All right, so we're going to start a series that <clears throat> is going to last three weeks and as we say it out loud I bet you the next one lasts five but yeah we we, you know everyone jinx it um so what's the series title
1: ordering your private world
0: okay and you've told me that five times now I've written down I've written it down twice and I can't remember it say it again
1: ordering your private world
0: all right and explain what ordering your private world because that sounds more like
1: poetry than it is a definitive topic well well there's there were lots of books written in the 80s and the 90s last century,
0: it, the 1980s, well, 1900s. Yeah. Okay,
1: so about about management of time and resources, and that seems to be a recurring theme with uh people, with men, with uh most everyone is 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 how to manage your private world because your private world dictates how you live your life. And what your private world is what people see in reality, like who you are privately is like who you are privately. I know most of your schedule, who you are privately is what we see when we see you publicly, like, like that's who you are. And we know that who you are when you're here in the studio or you're on the stage or you're wherever or whatever you're doing it's because of the work you've done in your private world. You've ordered it. So because you have order to it, there's order in the life that you live in reality where people actually see you. So it's not a it's not a vague ethereal place it's not it's not a place where that's fake or that's a fantasy but it's an actual real thing that we have to order our private world. We have to take control of it. Taking
0: control of your pri- so the person you are in private so that bleeds over to the person you are in reality.
1: Yeah, it's the exact representation. Yeah. It's the mirror. It's um, like so.
0: So we we suggest that with the with the basis and thought that people aren't being the same person in public as they are at home and vice versa.
1: Uh, I don't, I don't know that that's possible because they try, I think, I think a lot of us when we're not on our best game and we've missed a, we've missed part of our rhythm or part of our discipline that it shows up in our daily life. Like for me, if I miss, uh, if I don't <clears throat> stay in with, in my morning rhythm mm-hmm. that I have, I'm throwing off the rest of the day. Yeah. I have to struggle and fight to get back to it. And then I have to usually end up going to a, a room somewhere, a quiet place, get in my car and have to have to gather myself and get it right, because I would rather take a few minutes to make it right than to waste the whole day. Mm.
0: Right. This morning I'm currently, and last week I had uh, it was on Tuesday when I record. Uh, chew on that. Um, I didn't work out, and I didn't have a cup of coffee last week. Mm. And those that two combination, it sounds it sounds super generic and and like lame, but like if I don't work out, wor- working out for me in the morning. It gives me so much energy throughout the day. It clears my mind. It just mm-hmm. puts me in a good mm-hmm. spot. And then, and then, like I make an Americano every morning, um, every single morning, uh, the same type of coffee, the same ounces of coffee. But uh, I really enjoy the taste of it. I actually do, uh, uh, like my meditations and my and my Bible readings with it. This morning I woke up a little late, so I, the Bible readings were rushed, and I didn't work out. And I didn't get an americano, so we're gonna actually mm. see today how how it plays out. Last week I was super drained out, so by the end mm. of uh, chew on that that episode, and I, I personally listening back to it, it's I, I can hear myself physically more drained, mm. like just uh, like I just didn't yeah. have yeah. Um, a pep in my step. So we're gonna we're gonna see how today works. Yeah, uh, it's it's currently eight thirty a.m. Yeah, in in uh, GB in, in GB, uh, it is a Wednesday morning, eight thirty a.m. So mm. Mm. I, I'm feeling good right now. But we'll see how this so happen, how I've, this half hour forty five minute episode progresses. I've got
1: I've, I've got um, some dark roast. Um, I smell it. Three shots. Yeah, here. I smell so it. So that's my morning. That's my morning thing.
0: And that's right. It's three shots topped off with coffee.
1: Three shots topped off with coffee, double cup. Because um, yeah. I tend to walk around and spin the cup in my hand. I was doing that the other day, actually. Walking through the lobby on Sunday morning. It's not safe. I felt something. I felt what. What and I look down and the bottom of the cup popped out. So now I tell everybody double cup it because I walk around and squeeze the thing.
0: Yeah, All right. My my wife uh, my wife helps lead the coffee team mm-hmm. on Sunday morning, and so mm-hmm. she's told me your. Your there's no way you're digesting food properly. Coffee drink of three shots of espresso <coughs> that topped made, off with black coffee. That may
1: be what that may be why I've hit the I've hit the I've hit the wall in this uh health plan. I'm on like I've lost over 50 pounds. It's like I've, I'm stalling. It's what just, the just heck coming, is just going, going right through you? <laughs> All yeah.
0: right, so uh, the new series, ordering your private world, yeah. Um, it's going to be a three-weeker. So what are we going to talk about today?
1: So today, the ordering your private world, we can talk about a lot of things and get sidetracked really easy about spiritual this, spiritual that, balance that, balance this. But I've narrowed it down to three things. And if you categorize these three things and we use these to order our private world, then we're going to get be in a good place in a good position. The, the three things are time, talent, and treasure. If we can understand those things, time, talent, and treasure, today we'll talk about time. We're going to understand those things and understand what a great gift they are and what a great tool. And actually they're the leverage in our hand that God gives us to create destiny, future and hope for our families and for ourselves. So time, uh, if you Google time management on, on any search engine, there's thousands, thousands, literally thousands of pieces of information and hundreds of pages about time management. So this is not about time management. This is, we're going to, we're going to evaluate time and we're going to talk about it in terms of eternity. Like in, in eternity is, is actually it encompasses time. Time is, is a marking piece inside the bookends of eternity. Like when, when the days started, when God created the heavens and the earth, he said, and the first day time was, time was started, tick tock. Mm-hmm. And, and when that went into play, because he stepped out of eternity, created the heavens and the earth created time started. And then, and then in the end, when we get to the, the happenings and the excitement of the book of, of Revelation, then there will be a point in time when time stops it ends it it's finished its work so what we're talking about now is the hyphen the be- in between the in between i like that yeah the okay. hyphen
0: that's that's a serious title right there No, well the it is
1: it is it is a, it is a serious, serious title and one one of the things that i've written uh, read about and written a little bit about is the hyphen between your birthday and your passing date Like what, what Mm -hmm. happened? What that little hyphen right there? What, what happened right there? What's, what that, what that hyphen story tell? What is it?
0: I got a question before we start, before we start, how many people, and this is no way you can actually like get an answer on this, but how many people do you think upon passing? Now there's a, there's a small amount of the human population that, that gets to know their pastime like gets to know mm-hmm. like like goes to a, a a assisted living or hospice care and like I know my days are numbered they're yeah. coming any day now yeah. there's very few people actually in in the human race that get to do that mm-hmm. um so what so say the the start and the end date how many people do you think uh, upon upon their a- arrival uh say that they were completely satisfied with their life like they did what they wanted to do that they don't have regrets. Like how many people do you think that really is hmm.
1: in a percentage wise? I, I think, I think one of the greatest of all times, I think the only person that that happened to was Jesus. Cause he had a plan when you he came. You think the vast majority of everyone else? I do. I do. I, because when you see eternity, when you face it, cause you're going to end and you know, bombard us with emails here. Cause here we go. Uh, but there's two places to end up in the end. Definite two places it's happened <clears throat> or the place of eternal punishment. Hell. Now, when we see eternity, we go, mm-hmm. this is what, like, I, <clears throat> I read a thing to your point, Keith, the other day about a guy said, he said, there is a guy waiting on me. He was speaking of himself. He said, there's a guy in heaven that waiting on me. And, when i get to heaven i want to know who that guy is because that that guy is who i could have been had i been obedient and did what god told me to do mm. i don't want to not know that guy i want to know that guy oh yeah that's me i did that yeah i did that so when we look at time and we live our lives that way even the apostle paul said said i'm i'm one of the smartest guys that ever lived and ever will live i'm i'm a i'm a pharisee i'm a a i scri- am I know I know the toy I could I'm I'm a brilliant dude, but still I lack. Still, there's more that I could do. It's like in in the um the greatest, one of the greatest movies of all time. Of all time. Bloodsport. No. <laughs> Schindler's List. That's and a, one of my favorite. Yeah, one of my favorite actors in that Liam Neeson. Like brilliant movie and and he got to the end and he said but but this ring this ring could have bought one more yeah this 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 feeling in my tooth could have purchased two more lives so so yeah so, yeah, oh, so yeah. when i watched that i laid there for literally god hand of god i couldn't sleep that night i watched no. it
0: I don't think anyone that watches Schindler's List for the first time, let alone I've probably watched it four or five times in my life. Yeah,
1: because um, you see different things. Right?
0: See, well, as a person who does video and who's studied film, um, that is about that's about as close to perfection as anyone's ever going to get in a movie with mm. cinematography, with mm. with color design, with with anything. So, I for just that alone, I've watched and studied the movie. But I mean the the. The stories, yeah. You don't you don't finish Schindler's List and like say like, all right, let's go to dinner.
1: Yeah, Good it's times. it's not. Yeah, it's not that. And then I think that's what eternity's like. I think that's why Jesus said that He'll wipe every tear away from our eyes. Not only for what we 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 see now, what heaven is, and what what could have been fantastic and wonderful on this earth had we understood it. Yeah. Uh, but but to know. That we were given all of this time, and and what's interesting about time is that to the man, to the woman, to the child, it's it, it's an egalitarian delegation. It's delegated egalitarianly, which means basically that everybody has the same. They have the same time. They yeah. it's evaluated. It's just it's just some have more than others, but it's the same value. It, your time is no more valuable than mine. It's what I choose to value my time, how I value it, and what I choose to use it for. So then I become, I evaluate it. For example, there are, there are things that I used to do to get where I am today that I can no longer do because I don't have the time. It's not because people are not important. It's because my assignment now takes me to do different things that trump me spending that, that, that time on other things. It's not what people are. It's what what God has assigned me to do and what he's called me to do. So I I have to steward that time because I believe that the thing that we're going to be held most accountable for in heaven is what did we do with our time. Based on what God dropped in our hearts, what he told us to do, like these little thoughts, I tell guys all the time, really, seriously, God is my witness on this. I'm not kidding. Guy said, I don't know what to do with my life. I said, what are we, if you could, if time, money, t- uh, talent, treasure, geography were, were no issue, like you could, there's no issue in your life, what would you do? Most of the time, guys can't tell me what they want to do. That's a danger point. Yeah. Number one.
0: We just, we just talked <clears throat> about that very thought on, uh, chew on that yesterday.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a danger. It's yeah. a danger. And then when you, when you don't, when God puts something in your heart and you don't do it, then you are tied to that, that thought and that desire emotionally, and you'll never be happy until you do it. Like a guy told me the other day, he said, I love, I love to work on cars. What do you do for a living? Well, I, uh, he does something else. Mm -hmm. But he he, he he can't make the move toward it because in his mind, there's this grandiose idea of I want to own this garage and I want to do this and I want to do that. But owning a garage to work and paint and create new vehicles, that doesn't start like you don't leave your job where you are and step into the garage. Now you begin to build it slowly. You begin to, you begin to start slow and you begin to operate on that little thing that God dropped in your heart. And then that becomes the stewarding not only of a vision and a mission for your life, but then God's given you get this gift of time to jump out there in it and do it.
0: Yeah. Uh, we were talking yesterday about, and this came off of uh, uh, the Rise After the Fall sermon that was spoken on Sunday by Pastor Ken Uh it, it was titled Dream, mm-hmm. uh, Dream On. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's like when... when when I, I also talk to and Pastor Men here at Life Church, mm-hmm. uh, that's a that's a question. It's a question I bring up a lot. Is because uh, men, for whatever reason, um, we are identified. We have an identity in what we do professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I guess you can understand why in our evolution of man, why that would be. We are we are known as a provider. We're known as the hunter. Um, so it would naturally fall that over. Generations and generations, what we do professionally becomes so much of part of our identity. With that being said, though, is there's a lot of guys that aren't happy with what they do professionally, mm-hmm. and because it weighs mm-hmm. so much on their identity. And the question I propose to them is, well, what did five-year-old, what did five-year-old you want to do? Yeah, that's you know? a good question. Like, that's a good question. I, I, because Christ asked us to be more, have faith like a child, be more like a child. Yeah. In 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 our love and our compassion and um. So I, I I I ask my friends this a lot. I ask people I disciple this a lot. Hey, what did you want to do when you grew up when you yeah. were a kid? Because that's a good uh, barometer of uh, that's just a good, a good like I I I know them more. You know, I see mm-hmm. I look into their child eyes, yeah, and I know them more. Um, so yeah, that, I I love that question. The the what 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 did what do you want to do with your life? You know, yeah. what what do you aspire a dream to do? what did you want to do when you were a kid? You know, cause these things all matter somewhere along yeah. the line, the war, the world made us say that those dreams were ridiculous or they were unobtainable, uh, or so- society said, Hey, you can't make money doing that. Um, and so a lot of times guys will get into the, get into the, "Why well, it's, I can't because I need to do this for, yeah. me, for yeah, my family. Right, right. And there's this
1: hole and emptiness in their heart because of that, mm-hmm. all stemming from professionals. Well, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I know people who 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 jam more into an hour than most humans can, because they're not limited by time. Yeah, and right. we'll, t- we'll go on that. All right, speak well, on that. Okay. Well, when when we allow time, and l- let me read this to you. This is amazing. R.C. Sproul wrote this. We all have equal measure of time in every day. Where we differ from one another is how we redeem the time allotted. When something is redeemed, it is rescued or purchased from some negative condition. The basic negative condition we are concerned with is the condition of waste. Waste, to waste time, is to spend it on that which has little or no value. The late Vince Lombardi introduced the adage, I never lost a game. I just ran out of time. Mm. All right. So so there, there are there are there are people who who are not limited. There is there's is a rule. Um there is a rule about time um that one one guy wrote and he talked about we allow ourselves, let's say we allow ourselves an hour to wash our car. Well, for what we don't, what we don't calculate is what do we do inside that hour? How do we walk that hour out? Is washing the car the actual washing of the vehicle? Or is washing the car getting everything that you need to do the washing and and have it set and get it ready and get it all done within an hour and then getting everything that you needed taken back and put in place. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because because basically it just turned into an hour and 45 minute job that you allotted an hour for. Right. So now what, what do we have to do with that? We have to plan something and we have to look at it accurately. One of the things Parkinson's rule, one of Parkinson's rules says that the time that you allot yourself to do a task is more than the time you actually need. And you will always take the time you've allotted yourself. For example, if you have to write a script. Uh, If a guy has to write a letter, a business letter, he says, this is going to take me an hour and a half. Actually, he's going to dink around for an hour and then take 30 minutes and write the letter. Mm -hmm. So what's he done? He's wasted time. One of the things that I wrestle with in my life is that I always make things bigger than they really are. So I'm always in the shrinking mode because part of my makeup is to walk into a room, see what's out of place, see what needs to be fixed, get this in order make this happen get this but rather than rather than going okay here is my mission for this moment there are some things that I have no control when I when I worked in sales at Lowe's I wasn't working in commercial sales for a time uh, and I would I would have to walk back to the warehouse and pull product for commercial guys and one of the things that I caught myself doing one day as I was I was on a mission when I left the desk, but I got sidetracked because I saw some things out of place on a shelf. So I stopped to adjust those. And before I knew it, I'd been there adjusting things on the shelf for 15, 20 minutes because I saw something out of place that needed to be fixed. Well, that's not my job to fix that. Yeah, We got to decide. And it, we don't have to tell people that's not my job. What we have to do is understand what our mission is. And when we understand our mission, Then we begin to operate inside and we use time like it is the most valuable, appreciable asset that we have in our lives. It is the only commodity that matters. It is more valuable than money because you cannot buy time. Now, somebody can come in and say, Keith, I need this video project done. And you say it's going to cost you $4,000 because they bought your time. Mm -hmm. They bought your talent and they bought your treasure. That's what they did. Mm-hmm. So for four hours of your life, which you get paid a grand an hour, you get for four hours of your life, you had to evaluate that time and you used your gifts and talents and ability and your mission for life where you increased your capacity and your capabilities and your competence. competent to that. So now you charge people for that. That's a valuation of time because you've evaluated yourself and what you do. Most of us don't even have an understand our mission and no, most of us don't understand how to evaluate ourselves and our time and our talent. If we don't understand our own personal value, then we're not going to, we're going to waste time. And if we don't understand why God created us and called us to do something, then we're not going to evaluate ourselves. We're going to, we're going to get sidetracked.
0: And so as a side note, I don't make a thousand dollars an hour.
1: I mean, some well, people actually, some, actually, some people I'm tell sure, the truth. I'm sure to tell the truth this is a couple thousand, <laughs> Keith, come on, let it out. <laughs> I'm sure. Let some so nobody, do so in, only the big guys are going to call in now. LA or New
0: York or, or something, but yeah, I don't make nearly that, but the, 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 the truth of it still rings true. Mm-hmm. The, the, the point of that story still rings true. So the problem here, uh, we're, 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 I guess, suggesting or talking about is that, um, if you're trying to get your life in order, if you're trying to, uh, get that sorted out getting getting time your 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 time sorted out is is a key fundamental and foundation if you're ordering your private world mm-hmm. uh, getting that in order your private world your private life if you're getting that in order um time is the first thing that you need in order so you're you're insinuating then that there is a problem with men today uh with christ believers today with the human race today with how they manage yeah. their time yeah. with how they how they allocate their time,
1: bro. Look, I've heard people say, I need more time. I, I don't have enough time. Look, you got all the time I've got, you got 24 hours, you got 60 minutes in an hour. I don't know how many, there's, there's lots of seconds in there, but there's times just times. Yeah, it's, by 60. It's, it's 140. <laughs> just, there's a hundred and there's a hundred and I think the hundred and uh, 1440 minutes in a day. here's my here's my point we we, it's we've all got the same it's what we do with it yeah right and here's the reason why people say that they need more time because they've not they they don't understand man woman i've seen people get offended at guys who say who ask and the guy asking is a very like i've had people ask me before uh and i used to be the guy to say yes to everybody and that's part of what got me in trouble with my family is i would say yes to everybody and no to my family. But, but when I be, when I learned the power of no, when it comes to management of time, I became a wealthy man because people would ask me, Hey, can, can you meet with me? I need, what do you need? Tell me what you need. And if most of the time people can't verbalize what they need, they just want to hang out with somebody. I don't have time for that. Now there are people I know who are very good at hanging out and listening to you, but I don't have time for that. And when I learned, and it's not that that person's not important. And it's not that that person is irrelevant. It's not that that task or that that trip or that, that request is not important. It's not any of those. It's that we've got to learn to say no and be comfortable with it because we know our mission in life and we know what God's called us to do. I know guys who charge $10,000 an hour for you to, to be in a room with them. an hour. Why? Because they're worth it and they know it and they're valuable. And not only have they evaluated their time at that, but other people recognize that too. What makes us powerful men is that we understand what God's called us to do. And if he's called us to sit with people and listen, then that's your job. That's your mission. If he's called you to sit in a studio and mix music, that's you that's your mission. You know, I look at guys like you and Heinrichs uh and Gosen uh young guns, all young guns, and you there's there's a couple things about all of you. You you're not really you're not cocky, but you're convinced because you understand your mission and you've, you've spelled it out. And this is, this is the way it is. This is, I've got to do this. This is important. Mm -hmm. I don't have time for, I don't have time for this because I'm clear on what God's called me to do. Mm -hmm. I understand it and I'm going after it. It's like being a good soldier, knowing the mission for which you've been called and you've been, you've been equipped for the mission. Now, in that, other people are going to follow along and go and they're going to mimic and imitate your life because you got it together. So, to your question, do most people know that they waste time because they don't know who they are? They don't
0: know what they're doing,
1: and they don't know why they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. So, time is just like, okay, I go to work for eight hours and I go do this task for eight hours. So, I check the box. That's managing time. That's not stewarding oh, time. I like that. Man, when I when I when when we've got some we've got some blue collar guys here, who are top drawer mental giants, and they're good at their job. They know their job and everybody's job around them, and they can do everybody's job. I'm thinking about Ethan right now. Mm-hmm. The dude he 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 is young. Another young gun, so smart that that he's climbing the corporate ladder and not intending to do it because he's ordered. He's on a mission. Mm -hmm. He goes in and doesn't eat lunch. He gets on the stick. And I'm not saying don't eat lunch and don't take, I'm saying that he is so consistent and obsessed with doing what he's called to do that he doesn't get distracted inside 60 minute boundaries. And that, and that's the key point of of what you're talking about. The,
0: to be better with your time, you first got to know what you're going to do with it and what you're called to do with it. Yeah. If you're called to do something very specific, you need to do what you're called to do very specifically and not have other things get in the way. Yeah.
1: You know, you know, Keith, you said a while ago, you said that you look in the kid, you look in the man's eyes and you see the little boy and then you see fear. You see the joy and the happiness of, I want to be a, I want to be this guy. Mm -hmm. Like, And then you see the fear come in and creep in. It's like, there's no, I'm afraid to do it. I can't do it. Like, yeah, the world, the world
0: world has broken so many men down, broken
1: good men. There's because
0: I I don't know. I think if we were all more dreamers, this world would be uh, a lot more exciting, but I Mm -hmm. think it's just a lot more better.
1: You know, I would say that to every guy in, in the sound of our voice, but especially to our tribe, our people here, our, our dudes. Yeah. Um, there, you know, um, uh, if if I've heard it said and seen it done and seen it happen, that if we don't have a dream and a plan for our life, somebody else will. Mm-hmm. And they'll use you and ride you like a horse and put you up tired and wet. Correct. And, you, and they'll find another young horse to put in your place when you go out to pasture. How did you find your, your calling? Well, um, as a young guy, well, I, w- I would have to go back to this whole rise and fall thing. The whole rise and fall. It was a transitional thing. I thought I knew what I was supposed to do. I just did it the wrong way. It's like I knew that I was called into vocational ministry, where I I did ministry f- for for pay. That's what I. That's why I was a professional guy. And what I, what I realized after this whole rise and fall thing and journey to wholeness and, and going through pastoral restoration with the exchange collaborative, all that once I got back, I realized that I tried to do ministry under my own strength and power and with my own knowledge. And, and it, it burned me. It was like, it's like this, Keith, when you try to do ministry the wrong way, and I'll tell you the right way in a minute, but when you try to do, when you try to execute the call of God in your life, whether it's vocational ministry or having a garage that paints high-end cars with paint that's $5,000 a quart, there's a guy in our church that does that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know him or not, but <laughs> <laughs> he's a drip. But nonetheless, if if it's if it's you're that guy that's got that talent where you paint that car and, and it's $5,000 a quart and you do the body work on it, what whatever it is, if God's if God's gifted you with that, and you don't do it under His strength and power, it's this is what will happen to you, and this is what happened to me. When you see, if you've ever watched the movie Raiders of the Lost Ark, absolutely, and they everyone g- has. I'm, <laughs> I met somebody the other day that has ne- has never seen Raiders of the Lost Ark trilogy, and I thought, you are not American, bro. You are not American. Go go back from whence you came. So. In the on top of the mountain when they get the ark up to the mountain and the German guy puts on the Jewish ephod and the whole the whole gear and he makes the chant chants the chant and then and then the lid pops off and then the guy who's who's got the the priest stuff on and the ephod and the hat and the the jewels and all the, the exact representation the lid pops off and the power of God comes out. And the guy melts because of the power of God has just flown. And so in all the evil Germans, not saying Germans are evil, but I'm saying in that they're German soldiers, everybody, all the soldiers melted away because the power of God came out. And, and, and what happens is that's what happened to me. I was the, I was the guy wearing the outfit, but not doing it under the power of God. So I got torched and burned up and I wrecked. Now, I'm, I've rebuilt, I've restarted, and now I'm doing what I do with God's power. That's why I'm saying now it's 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 a mandate for me to say no because I never said no before. Mm. It's a mandate for me to choose wisely what what I do with my time and what God's called me to do, and did I execute His will and His way today with people? Mm.
0: Wow. So, if a person and I guess we t- we talked a lot about ministry, but I like how you touched on it's your your ministry is n- not necessarily like a ministry career, but like what you're doing, what your 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 family life. Your
1: Keith, what you've said it a hundred a hundred times in our life group, one hundred times, if not a hundred and one, and you've said this, and I quote, you said that what we do is not who we are it's what we do
0: mm-hmm.
1: who we are determines how well we do what we do correct if we if we are if if our identity is in what we do when we don't do that anymore we're lost puppies in a field so when we know who we are first of all we're we're men of god our our identity is in Christ we are called. We are set apart. He's given us all mission. We all can't stand on a platform and speak. We all can't sit in a video studio. We all can't sit as a journey to wholeness facilitator. We all can't. We all can't be Jason Heinrichs
0: selling cocoa knives.
1: Yeah, For- who who makes a lot of money doing it? We can't be that guy. Not everybody can do that. Jason's got a gift at that. It's not about selling knives with him. It's not about that. That's what he does. That's how he makes his money. Who he is is he develops people and he leads people. Mm-hmm. That's what God's called him to do. And that's what he does.
0: Mm-hmm. And he's incredibly and successful. And he's good at it. Successful at Vernon
1: Williams is the same thing. He does the same thing. Same thing, yeah. Same exact thing. It's not about the knives. It's how they support the family. It's how they talk to people, but it's, it, they lead people. And you go down the list with the guys in our like there's hundreds of guys in the same way in the same boat but there's also hundreds of guys in our church that don't have a clue yeah. and they need a clue. The people that I aspire mm-hmm. to be like at our church, like the ones that I
0: I take insight of their lives and and implement it in my own, they all have a common thread of they're uh they're decently organized with their time. Like they have they their time is worth something to them. You know, and the, I, I don't i can't think of a single person that you said that um just kind of slops things together Mm-mm. you know or or puts things in their life on their schedules that mm-hmm. isn't influential isn't beneficial to themselves or somebody else you know like their time is a very i think for success if you can if you can get better at managing time if you can get Managing is not even the Manage word. Managing is not, Manage, not the word. Managing is not Manage, the word, but no, it's, if it's you're you better at allocating yeah. stewarding the time, yeah. you're going to, ultimately, that bleeds over to just Okay, success. you've
1: used an incredible word there, and I'm thinking of two or three other guys, like Mike Gumix is another one, yeah. Chase Ford is another one, uh, Jay Kasparian is another mm-hmm. one, like, you go down the list—
0: very successful people. I mean,
1: what we should do is on our our Thursday night thing, we we should put some mics in that room and talk about, hey, what do you do? How do you do that? We've talked about that, which, but one of the things about, you just used a word that's a powerful word and the government uses this word a lot is when they allocate funds. An allocated fund in short is a budgeted item. It's a line item that's budgeted, but it's allocated and it can only be used for said allocation. Right. It can only be used for we're going to buy um, we're going to buy a tank, and this 1.23 million dollars is going to be used to purchase that tank. It cannot be used for anything else. That's how that's how we have to be with our time. Right. Now the only we have to also decide who the interrupters are. Who are the interrupters in your life? Is it everybody or is it a select few? The only interrupters that I see in your life are, are your wife and kids that you allow interruption mm-hmm. and you manage other interruptions. See, there's a difference between allowing and managing because we've got to manage interruptions. If we don't manage those we will be interrupted all the day long because people want to be around us Mm -hmm. because we're, it's not that we're anything special, but it's because we understand what we're called to do and we do it. And people go, I want, I want to,
0: we have an we have an answer that we don't, uh, like I have an answer, like how, how I live my life. If you want what I, how I live my life, you want what I got, come and get it,
1: come and get it. I'm giving it away freely. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm giving away this information freely. And I, I know I'm at a point in my life where um, I I am living my life good yeah. and it, it's a, and I know just from the sheer amount of men that ask me questions um, about life about how to mm-hmm. how, how to improve their life mm-hmm. that it's 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 not something that everybody has mm-hmm. right how how I choose to live my life, organize my life it's not something that everybody is good at just from the sheer amount of questions I get from other men asking how I do it. Mm. So I know I have something. To give there. Mm -hmm. You know, and and as
1: I'm allocating time, I actually have to allocate time to disciple men in that arena. So now now you're talking about when people just back to the because I know people, somebody's gonna write, oh, you don't think people are important. Yeah, I think people are very important, but I think some people's needs are more important than others. Here's a word, listen very closely to this this hyphenated word. In our line of work, we have a lot of ask holes. Ask holes. An askhole is somebody that's always asking for information and always asking for advice and always asking for help but they never do what you suggest is the best route to get to conclusion. So they're always asking but never doing. They're never executing. But there is those people. There there are people who want sincere help and you tell them do this they do this. Not because we are we are all powerful. But because we've been in their shoes, and we know that how I get out of that pair of shoes into a new pair of shoes is I have to take these steps. We're just and a little then, further down the road. We're as Dave Deshazer says. He said, "You're learning lesson three. It's your job now as a disciple maker to go and teach lesson one and two to somebody else." Right. That's all this is right here, bro. That this this is this is this is, this is what mm-hmm. we do right here. This is and when people understand that, and they grab hold of that. And they begin to they begin to understand that if I'm if I'm with ten guys who evaluate their time at a high high level price, uh, the most valuable commodity in their life, I'm going to learn something from them, and that's what you do and what you say on Thursday nights. If you want to know, you come. If you want to if you want to understand, sit with us. And that's the way that happens. That's the way that transfers. That's the way people understand and get. It's not an osmosis thing. It's got to be transferred. Here's the question. Here's the question that I think that every man has to ask. And here's the question that I think that will cap this off. And it's this question. Do I live a life worthy of imitation? Mm, I like that.
0: That's a, that's, that, that,
1: that's a whole, and there's, there's, you don't, you a, don't really even have to
0: talk on that. You know, that's a question that if you're a listener, you're, you're, we're getting to the end of this episode here. And that, and if you can't answer that is, do I have something that somebody else wants? You know, that's essentially it. I, 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 live a life that if you want what I got, come and get it, come and get it. I'm giving it away. That's what for Jesus
1: this. did. Follow me. Come on, man. If you Let's want go, it, bro. come and get Let's it. Roll. I
0: have the answer. Yeah. I'm giving the answer away. Now, if you want to accept it, that's fine. If you yeah. don't, that's well, fine too. But yeah. this is how I do it. Yeah. And it is Christ-centered. Yeah. So if you're listening and you don't know the answer to that, is your life worth imitating? Do you have people around you that are asking mm-hmm. you, hey, man, how'd you do this? How'd, mm-hmm. you, how'd you do that? Like, I'm I'm in a situation here. What would you think I should do? You know, I don't give a lot of opinion out. I don't give a lot of... I don't. I don't give a lot of... Uh, what, I, like I, what I think, but I,
1: but I absolutely say, well, I was in a similar situation and this yeah. is what I did. You know, people have, people ask me what, when people ask me my opinion, I say, asking me my opinion is, is like asking me to, to, uh, reply to a scenario. And I don't do either one. I don't give my opinion, nor do I reply or engage in conversation based on scenario. Mm-hmm. What I do and what I will do is I will say, "Here's what I observe. Here's what I suggest. I observe this. Here's what I suggest." I, that's that's as far as I go. Mm. I,
0: and I I don't really I don't even go that far typically.
1: Yeah. I don't give much advice. I don't give much advice. No, at- I'm not talking about advice. I'm saying if 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 a person asks me a question and they say X X Y Z, I'll say, "Well." Here's what I observed, you, I've observed you and, and what you said, and I don't, again, on the scenario, it's got to be hardcore solid that I see in their lives, and I'll say, here's what I suggest, yeah. like said it to a guy last night. I guess my suggestions oftentimes go with- Follow me as your suggestion. Just come along and watch. That's what you do. Is, That's who you are. Is, have you prayed on it? Well, I would suggest praying on it. That's, that's an answer that
0: answers almost 99% of all the questions I get as a pastor. Have you tried praying on it? And which is always rebutted with, well, no, well, I
1: I would suggest starting there. Here's, here's what people, (laughs) here's, here's what I feel like sometimes with some people with the ask holes. I I just want to reach, reach across the table and tap them on the forehead and say, wake up, McFly. Just wake up. Make fly. Yeah. Wake up. It And it's literally, the answer is, bro, it is right. It's right in front of you. I can't make you see it. I can point at it, but I can't make you have the eyes to see it. There's this great verse in Hosea 10 and verse 12. It says, I said, plant the good seed of righteousness and you will harvest a crop of love. Plow up the hard ground of your hearts for now is the time to seek the lord that he may come and shower righteousness upon you the thing that 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 pops me in the nose there is 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 we got to plow up the hard ground and dig deep and figure out what's happening and when you say pray on it that's what you're saying because people have to go beneath the surface and and seek and listen and hear and we we may not be willing to do that sometimes
0: yeah, that's a great that's a great way to end end this episode. Uh order in your private world, the first episode. Uh we are talking on time. Um I, even people like I am very meticulous with my time. I'm yep. very routine based. Yeah. I know it works in my life. I know it makes me a better person, and I do those things.
1: Yeah, email us. Email us what you do, how you do it, suggestions, questions. Keith at fatherseekers.org. Barry. <laughs> at fatherseekers.org.
0: But I say that too, that I'm not a pro at it either. Like no. it's something you're we're always getting no. better at. So, I mean, if, you, if you've gotten this far in the episode, you know that where you're at, where you're at right now, but it's yeah. not where you have to be yeah, it's tomorrow. Not, it's not the end. It's not the end. You can get better at this. Journey, baby. Even if you're great at it you can get better at this. So thank you for tuning into this episode of the Father of the Seekers podcast. Hey, if you liked uh, what you heard on this episode, please give us a good review, good rating on our pod class, podcast platforms. Uh, we ask that because with a higher rating, with more reviews, it just generates more buzz around the show, which is ultimately putting our show that talks on principles and foundations of living a Christ life in more ears of people to whom could benefit from living in Christ's life. So, hey, thank you, Pastor Barry, for this episode. Yes, sir. Next week, we will be talking about talent. Talent. How ordering your private world in the regards of your talent Mm -hmm. affects you. So Mm -hmm. thank you for listening. We can't wait to speak with you again next week.
1: you.